It's time for JT the Brick. The summer of Cliff. Cliff Ranch, all summer long. Prepare your phone call. I want Cliff content from you. I stopped into a Walmart. I had no idea he was there. I, we talked a bit about some old Raider stuff. He was super. We went back and forth. I think every current wide receiver in it, not only the NFL, but every current wide receiver, period, needs to be at that induction thing for Cliff. JT the Brick. I want to know when you met Cliff, what your favorite play was with him. So we had a blast. We hung out in there. We got pictures of the boys with the ring. Talked to him a little bit. Cliff Ranch was, was a standout player. The way he ran his route, his hands, his speed was unbelievable. The plays that I recall with Branch was him going down the left sideline, getting behind the DB, and his left hand going up, give me the ball, give me the ball. As we count down to Cliff, the summer of Cliff on the flagship. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to today's JT the Brick Show. I'm Harry Ruiz filling in for JT, who's on his way to Canton for the festivities that will be held there over the weekend with the Pro Football Hall of Fame game tomorrow. The Raiders will be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you'll be able to listen to the action here on Raider Nation Radio. And then on Saturday, the enshrinement ceremony where Cliff Branch and Richard Seymour will be in inducted into the class of 2022 T minus 29 hours till kickoff from over there in Canton, Ohio. Super excited about that. And Raider Nation, it's the new football year for the Raiders. First game under the Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler regime. We won't see a lot on the field because the Raiders ended up getting scheduled two preseason games against regular season opponents. And one of them is tomorrow, Jacksonville. And then the final preseason game versus New England. So I don't expect us to see much in what you call game day action for the offense. You don't want to show a lot of the tactics that you will be using play-wise during the regular season because you might end up giving your opponent a little sneak peek. But it's key. Remember... The rosters, they will get trimmed down all the way down to 53 a week before, or well, the week after the final preseason game in the NFL. So players are trying to get their spots if it's for here in Vegas or if it's for another team, but players will be playing hard because they want to continue in the league. NFL, not for long is what they say. And if you got an opportunity to show your skills on the field, that's something important. I remember I asked the player, Nate Hobbs, who was in his Ask Media availability, if he wanted to play in the preseason because he's a prime example. Last year, all we knew about Nate Hobbs is that he was a kid that got drafted in the fifth round from Illinois, a cornerback. He was like, all right, let's see what the rookie has. And what did he do in those two preseason games, the first one against Seattle and the next one against the Rams? He showed the world that he can ball. He showed the world that he had skills. He earned his spot in the 53-man roster between training camp and the preseason games. He showed that he can go against opposition and still play at a very high level, not only training against your teammates where you at times don't go at 100% because you don't want to hurt your teammates. You don't want to hurt yourself. You're trying to be a little cautious in those situations, and that's why these preseason games, those joint practices that the Raiders will have with the Patriots, that those are the most important dates 
on the training camp calendar for the silver and black and for every team in in the league because these are the moments where the guys get to show what they really have and there's competition everywhere right now for the Raiders. I'm excited that this year we'll be able to see more than one quarterback. No disrespect to Nathan Peterman last year, who was pretty much the only quarterback that the Raiders had in action besides either it was what um, a kneel down towards the end of the Seahawks game where that rookie from Northern Arizona uh, took the kneel down and it was the only snap from a non-Nathan Peterman quarterback that the Raiders had on the field uh, during the preseason. Now, because you're not going to play Derek Carr. And last year, Mariota wasn't ready. He was hurt. So you weren't going to risk any of those two guys. So Nathan Peterman was the only one. This year, we actually got three quarterbacks fighting for the backup job. We know that the competition is pretty much a two-man race for the silver and black when it comes to backup quarterback. Because Derek Carr, he's QB1. Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins, they're fighting for that QB2 spot, but Stidham was listed as the backup quarterback right now on the first flip card that I've received this year that has their depth charts. Stidham is at number two. He knows the system a little bit better. Jared Stidham, remember, he came in from the Patriots. Fourth round, drafted in 2019 by New England, eight games under his belt, and the Raiders traded for him. Stidham plus a seventh round for a sixth round pick with New England. Why? Because he has worked with Josh McDaniels 2019, 2020, 2021. He has been there with the new Raiders head coach. So he knows Josh McDaniels system a little bit better than Nick Mullins. But then you look over at Nick Mullins and this is a guy that gave the Raiders a couple of headaches. Undrafted free agent. 2017, University of Southern Mississippi, a Golden Eagle. 20 games in the NFL, a lot of them with the San Francisco 49ers, including a couple against the Raiders. And then you include that stint he had last year with the Cleveland Browns where the COVID drama ended up benching a lot of Cleveland players, including their starting quarterback back then, Baker Mayfield. And Nick Mullins played against the Raiders and played a competitive game against them out there in the dog pound. He has decent numbers. I've liked what I've seen from him. So what's going to happen this year? I asked Bo Hardigree in his latest press availability out there at the Raiders headquarters. I was like, who's going to go first? Back then they said, we still haven't spoken about it. And of course, they don't want to tell any secrets. Even if it's preseason, they're not going to tell us much. That's something that McDaniels probably learned from Bill Belichick. Don't put anything out there that can end up being an advantage for your opponents. And I know it's preseason, but they're still not telling us much. We can watch on the field, and it seems like Jared Sidham right now might be the one that ends up taking the first snaps in that game. Will we see Chase Garbers? He's a rookie from Berkeley who's on the roster this year. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be able to see him, but I'm attracted to that. I like the unknown. And right now, we got two guys fighting for that backup spot. We don't know if the Raiders will be carrying three quarterbacks like they did last year for most of the season, but it'll definitely be interesting for the silver and black, and they all want their spot. They all want to continue in the league, and that's one of the big questions, Mark question marks right now surrounding the silver and black. Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 
What do you want to see from this preseason game tomorrow for the Raiders? Call in. Call in. 702-365-9200. Raider Nation Radio, this is the JT. The Brick Show will be calling Jesse Merrick from News 3LV, the NBC affiliate out here in Las Vegas. They're carrying the game tomorrow here in the, in Sin City. So we'll be talking with him. He's out there every day at practice. He does a great job with his content. Also with the rate with Raiders.com and Eddie Pascal. So we'll be talking to him. And Vinny Bonsignor, we just, just got confirmed that we'll be in the huddle with him at 1 o'clock, top of hour number two. So two Raiders insiders will be joining us today here on the JT The Brick Show. And I want to go to some sound from this past week. Uh, Brandon Bolden, the running back who just arrived as a free agent from New England. He talked about the excitement about this was right the day before the first day in pads at Silver and Black. And here's how he compared putting on pads for the first day in camp for him in his life. Oh, yeah, it's like Christmas. You know, you're uh, anticipating. I mean, ever since you take the pads off and January, February, however it comes, um, you dream about that moment of strapping them back on because, you know, we work our butts off the entire offseason. I mean, that goes across everybody across the board. So to finally get a chance to put the pads on and make it more of a physical game, not as much mental, but, you know, still mental, but to get back to the physical part of the game is, uh, I think, what everybody's been waiting for. It's Christmas for Brandon Bolden being able to put those pads on. It was a six-month wait between, for him, the Patriots being eliminated from the playoffs and the first day of camp. And I asked him immediately, I was like, so if putting on pads for the first time in camp is Christmas, what is uh, the first game of preseason? We were a week away, and he said, hey, that's New Year's Day. That's fireworks. That's explosion coming on on the field. And here's how excited he is about this preseason game for the Raiders tomorrow. I mean, like you said, we're just getting in the pads for the first time tomorrow. And so, you know, that would be exciting. But see, but after the fourth, fifth time, it's like, okay, I'm tired of hitting him because I can't hit him as hard as I want to. So it'd be fun to go line it up against somebody else and, you know, put it towards some work that, that all work matters. But this one actually matters because we're going against somebody else. And Josh McDaniel said, it's like winning isn't the most important thing, but whenever you're on a field playing a game, it doesn't matter if it's preseason or regular season, you want to win that game. If you don't end up winning it, Raider Nation, relax, chill, tranquilo. Nothing is going to happen if the Raiders don't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars tomorrow. It's all about seeing what the guys have on the field. Brandon Bolden might be getting some snaps. Of course, we know. Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, they're more than likely not going to be playing in this game, but this opens the door for other fellas to earn their spot on this team. And you look at the depth chart. Some of the, One of the guys that I've been seeing uh, with a lot of snaps on the field and the running back position, number 22, Amir Abdullah, he's going to get in on the action. Brandon Bolden, he's going to get in on the action. You're, you look at guys like Austin Walter, Britton Brown, who got drafted. Zamir White, we're still waiting to see what his situation is with the Raiders as he's been uh, on and off at practice with the silver and black mostly off. So you wouldn't want to risk a guy like him. And, of course, the offensive line, that's going to be a huge, a huge point of emphasis in this game. You can't show the league a lot of your plays 
that you're going to be using in the regular season in these preseason games. But the good thing is the offensive line, there's schemes, there's movements, there's blocking, there's usage of hands, there's a movement in your feet that you can perfect on the field with other opposition that you're not afraid of maybe pancaking a guy or two. And the Raiders, they got to take care of business in that aspect. So this preseason is going to be huge for guys like Alex Leatherwood coming off of year number one. Now he's a vet in this league. You got to prove your worth. You got to earn your spot. You want to be a starter? You don't want to be getting rotated into the twos and the threes during practice? This is a perfect opportunity for you to do so. Lester Cotton Sr., his story is very, very incredible. On and off with the Raiders since he got, he came into the league as an undrafted free agent. Uh, what was it, 2019? I think that was the year that he came off of college and he's been on and off with the silver and black for a while. He's been wanting to be Derek Carr's starting guard since day number one. He asked DC Carr told us that when he met Lester Cotton senior, Lester came up to him and asked him, what do I have to do to be your starting guard? And fortunately right now, his hard work and every situation that the Raiders have been surrounded with have Lester Cotton senior with the opportunity of potentially being the starting right guard for the Raiders. So this preseason is super important for him. You look at a guy like Andre James, he had a rough start to his professional career as a starter last year. Fortunately, towards the second half of the season, he got better. The penalties came down. The snaps were way cleaner than at the beginning of the season from the center to the quarterback. He got his stuff together, and he seemed to be getting more and more comfortable as the season went on. John Simpson, important for him as well. Earn your spot. It's yours to lose because right behind you, you got a rookie like Dylan Parham who's going to get snaps in this preseason. If he looks better than you, you might lose your spot. So that's not a threat. That's motivation for you to keep going forward, to keep doing better. And the only guy in this offensive line that has a check next to his name as we don't need to see him in the preseason. He's worth too much for this offensive line for us to potentially lose him in the preseason game is Colton Miller. And he's the one that you got on your starting 11 on offense that you're like, hey, you know what? He's one of my five offensive linemen that I don't want him to get hurt at all. So don't risk him, but this opens opportunities for fellas behind him. Jackson Barton, Bademio Lasani, Jordan Meredith. Those guys are going to get action. Jermaine Illuminor, who came into the season last year with the Raiders once Sincel Good went down. And the first couple of games, he looked real good. Then that Chargers game happened, and John Gruden lost his patience with him, and they sent him to the back of the line, but he's still in this roster. And he played for Josh McDaniels with the Patriots in the past. Carmen Brasillo knows him, and they're getting to work with him more and more and more, and he's a good option right there as a backup. And look, I'm going to knock on wood, but we know that injuries will happen throughout the season at every position. So you got to have a next man up mentality and be ready and be prepared for whenever an opportunity rises. And that's what these fellows are doing. Add Brandon Parker to the list, Alex Bars to the list. Someone I've liked a lot watching at practice is number 77, Thayer Mumford, drafted by the Raiders in the seventh and final round. A four-time 
conference champion with Ohio State University. 58 games out there and an all Big Ten selection in his final two years as a college player. So there are opportunities in this Raiders offensive line, and that's how these players need to take it. It's an opportunity to prove your worth, to show what you have, both for the Raiders and look, the reality is. 30-plus of these guys on the list are going to end up being cut by the end of the preseason. So you're going to be putting a lot of video on tape. So it's either prove yourself for the Raiders or prove yourself for to the rest of the league. And if you can do a good job, you have a good opportunity with the silver and black. And boy, when you talk about opportunity and striking gold for the Raiders, that's something that can definitely happen with the wide receiver room. I love what the wide receivers at the Raiders have right now. Being able to watch them at practice, I wish that we could record more than just the individual periods that we're allowed to record that we, I say we as the people that are media that are there recording, that we can then share the content. I share all my content at, at La Nacion Raider in Spanish. Every day I'm out of practice, I post a report in Spanish on the social medias for La Nacion Raider, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, cheap plug, go check it out. And I did a story about the wide receiver room, and you know that Renfro and Adams, they're locked in. And most of last season, the Raiders carried five wide receivers uh, in their game day roster. So three of these guys are going to be fighting for the backup spots behind Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. A guy that has just wowed a lot of people on the field, Mac Hollins. And he can do great things in the end zone as a big threat. And I'm talking about big as in size, the height he has. He's the tallest wide receiver in the Raiders this year, 6'4". You talk about pass catchers, Darren Waller's a little bit taller than him. But the Raiders, you look back at the last couple of years, Zay Jones, Henry Ruggs III, Brian Edwards, they weren't as big as Mac Hollins. And Hollins can be a great threat in the red zone. So keep an eye on him. And then add his versatility that he's cool with playing in the special teams. That gives him a little extra push to potentially earn a spot in this year's roster. Then a fellow that I've looked at, both his action before the Raiders and right now is practicing, Keelan Cole, number 84. I know that number has a stigma with the Raider Nation since the Antonio Brown drama, but now this 84 can end up doing things that can turn 84 into a good number. Keelan Cole, the quarterbacks he played with in the past in Jacksonville and in the Jets, not very good. Despite that, the kid would be able to stack up numbers. He was able to stack up good things out there in teams that were, are usually picking very early in the draft, and that's not a good thing. You look at his numbers, 2017 as a rookie, 748 yards. And then with Jacksonville, the following three years, 491, 361, 642. And then last year with the Jets, 449 yards in 11 games started, 15 games played. That's not bad for a guy that's that's potentially going to be playing behind a Hunter Renfro and a Devontae Adams and a Darren Waller. He's going to get looks. While Devontae or Renfro or Waller is going to be are going to be double teamed, that's going to be leave Keelan Cole or other fellas 
with more opportunities, open a little bit more. So the competition in the wide receiver room right now with the Raiders, I'm salivating with it. I asked DC during his last press conference, I was like, hey, is this the best wide receiver room that you've been with? And he didn't want to go deep into it, and he said he's cautiously optimistic. And that's true. You can't celebrate before actually being in action. But then you add the other guys that the Raiders have in that wide receiver room. T. Billy, Tyron Johnson, he has looked good at practice. His speed has been eye-popping. Number one on the field. He was 17 last year. He saw limited opportunities with the Raiders. This year, in preseason, he'll be able to show his worth. So those are the three guys that I'm looking at right now. Matt Collins, Keelan Cole, Tyron Johnson as big opportunity guys that can earn their spot on this team. But then you go over to a guy that has won the Super Bowl, that has played in, what, three Super Bowls or two? No, sorry, two Super Bowls now, Demarcus Robinson. He was option number three in Kansas City behind Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. He became a free agent this year. He decided to sign with the Raiders. And there's going to be tough choices for the silver and black squad in the wide receiver room. Why? Because there's quality and quantity right now from where to choose from. And that's fantastic going into game number one of the preseason tomorrow in Canton, Ohio. So that wide receiver competition, that wide receiver war that we're going to see is going to be very, very interesting. And it's something that I definitely have my eyes pointed at right now. Offensive line, wide receivers, that's going to be something fun for the Raider Nation to keep their eye on in these preseason games. That's what I'm looking at right now, Raider Nation. What are you looking forward into tomorrow's game? Raiders, Jaguars, what do we call it? Week zero of preseason? Because they're literally the only two teams playing in the preseason. So week zero of the preseason, Raiders versus Jacksonville Jaguars out in Canton, Ohio, Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, game out there. So let me know, Raider Nation, what are you looking forward to the most in tomorrow's game? Raiders versus Jaguars. Call in 702-365-9200. For me, wide receivers, Offensive line, that's what I'm intrigued of with the most. And it's definitely going to be fun to watch. And something interesting, too. The Raiders, most teams usually carry two punters, two kickers, just to have something like tomorrow, the Jaguars. They got Ryan Santoso and Elliot Fry as kickers, fighting for a spot as the place kickers for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They only got one punter, but the Raiders... They're going with the two guys that they know for sure are going to be their kicker and their punters. There's no competition there, and there's apparently no fear of injury with these two fellas. And I'm a little bit scared with that because you don't want a guy that might be fighting for a roster spot in special teams trying to make a play, trying to block a field goal or a punt, and potentially hitting one of your kickers and I'm just a little bit freaked out, but that just might be my overthinking mind, and I hope that doesn't become a reality, and I hope I just jinxed it and it doesn't happen, but it's definitely, definitely going to be good for the Raiders. Special teams, 
offense. We'll talk a little bit more about the defense coming out in after this break. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Hands down, my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley. To find one near you, go to GrimaldiSPizzeria.com. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Branch to the left, Belendikoff to the right, Stabler back to pass again from midfield, throwing a deep bomb, going to Branch against Livers. Livers knocks it down, Branch catches it, touchdown Raiders! Holy Toledo! What else can happen here on the Lake Michigan Riverfront in Chicago? Livers went up, looked like he had the intercepted at the five, it popped out of his hands, and Branch made the catch and home for six. It's almost game day, Raider Nation, so it's time to head out and get those Modelos ready. Modelo is a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It doesn't matter where you come from, it matters what you're made of. Modelo is a crypt Pilsner-style lager that sets the standard for authentic Mexican beer. If I wasn't calling the game tomorrow, I'd be downing some Modelos catching the action you should do so enjoy the game with some modelos spoke a little bit about the offensive line and about the story with lester cotton senior that has been pretty inspiring pretty amazing you look at this guy and look at his transaction page at the raiders website he has been signed by the team a total of five times and he has been cut four times by the silver and black he has only played in four games regular season NFL games. And right now, with all the circumstances surrounding the silver and black, with the retirement of Denzel Good, the retirement of Richie Incognito, who was a free agent, but he just made it official that he was leaving the NFL. This opened an opportunity for other fellas to earn a spot. And since training camp kicked off, a name that other players and coaches have been saying plenty of has been Lester Cotton Sr. And that's something that opened a lot of eyes and just made you put a little bit more attention on him on the field. And now you're like focused a little bit on number 67 and looking at what he does. And he's showing that he can play. He can ball. And after all those cuts that he has been a part of and becoming back and forth as a practice squad guy and being elevated to the active roster a couple of times and not quitting, this is what it would mean for him to be the week one starter for the Raiders this year. Uh, we haven't got there yet, um, but you know, if I continue to do what I'm doing on the field and continue to compete, uh, it would be an honor. Like, um, cause I know, um, a lot of guys would be happy for me and, um, I'd be happy for myself, obviously, but, uh, it'll be an honor and it'll be good for me to be out there with the guys that I went and then learning from the guys that I was, that was before me, like, uh, Richard Cognito, Gabe Jackson, Rodney Hudson, all them guys that I had to actually like had the time to like actually like see and be behind and like study and watch. It was like amazing. So like I take what they, they taught me and learned me 
I mean, taught me and teaching me and uh, take it to the field and just play. Go out there and do your thing, young man. Lester Cotton Sr., definitely a, a guy that we got to keep our eye on in these preseason games, and he has to earn his spot. So far in practices, he has impressed his teammates. He has impressed his coaches, and that's something that you definitely love listening about. And look, he has gone through a lot of hard times. I asked him, I was like, hey, man, has it been hard being patient, waiting for this opportunity? Adam Hill asked him, I was like, hey, did you have a plan in case this NFL thing didn't pan out? And he has one dream, and he has one goal, and pl that is playing in the NFL. And he was asked, who did you lean on in these hard times? And he said his faith and his family. Uh, my wife, my wife and my kids, my, um, my former teammates, the teammates I got now, they still uh, reached out. They still was making sure I was doing what I had to do. But uh, I give it to my wife, though, because she was like my real deal backbone. She was the one who, um, you know, was there in the dog days when, like, I was just, like, saying I wanted to just put it up. And she pushed me. She told me I had to get up. She told me that I had to go because, you know, you don't want to have any regrets. So that's, I give all the thanks to her. Have no regrets in life. Go and fight for what you want, for what you want it to be yours. Unfortunately, Lester Cotton, he never threw in the towel. He kept fighting. He never waved the white flag. And look at him right now. He's doing his thing, and he's looking good on the field. Now you just got to keep delivering when it matters the most. And right now for Carmen Brasillo and Josh McDaniels, it's a prime opportunity starting tomorrow with these preseason games going against players from other teams where there's no fear. You don't want to injure anybody, especially your teammates. But now you can just go out there and play at 100% and just go all out. It's the Pro Bowl is an exhibition game, but that's another thing where nobody wants to even tackle anybody. That's flag football. This tomorrow, it's the real deal. It's the real thing. And the Raiders on the field want to earn their spot on the team. So I'm excited for guys like Alessia Cotton Sr. trying to get his spot on this team. And then you go over to the defense. And it's super interesting what's going on out there. And I'll say this, Raider Nation. From what I've been able to see at practice, the five training camp sessions that I've been out to at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center out there at Raiders headquarters, I'm excited from fellas that I've had to look down on my roster because they've made plays, and I'm like, who's that guy? And then I go down, and I was like, 31 and 41 are making plays. Who are those guys? Cravon LeBlanc, Chris Jones. I was like, those two names didn't ring a lot of bells the moments that the Raiders announced them as free agent signings. And they've been balling at practice. Darius Phillips has looked good. Two safeties that I've loved watching. Of course, Trayvon Merrick. He's a guy that you don't need to talk much about him because you saw what he did in his rookie season. He's good. Deron Harmon. He's a guy that came in also with a Patriots past, and he has looked good. So I've liked what I've seen from the defensive backs and the defensive line. All they can do is get close to the quarterbacks and touch them a little bit just to be like, all right, that would have been a sack. And they've been putting pressure. So now Patrick Graham, he would be able to put that scheme into work some way, somehow tomorrow in this preseason game and be like, all right, show me how much pressure you can put in this 3-4 system. Show me how comfortable you feel and what kind of plays you can do. And the defensive backs, do your job. 
Get there. Get close. Do your thing. Nate Hobbs. Oh, boy. He did some top plays against top Raiders pass catchers at practice that I'm like, I wasn't shocked that when the flip card was sent out with the depth chart, he's listed as the cornerback number two on the outside. On one side, it's Rakisin. On the other one, it's Nate Hobbs. You understand that Trayvon Mullen Jr. isn't there, so Hobbs will be put out there as a cornerback. If he can elevate his game even more than he did last season, keep improving as a player. That's what we just asked. Was like, you still got a chip on your shoulder? He's like, till I die. Till I die. And that's the kind of attitude that we as Raider Nation feel. It's like, hey, you know what? We don't receive the love from the from the national media. We got a chip on our shoulder. Go improve the world wrong. Raider Nation, we're going to have Jesse Merrick coming in after this commercial break. But first, I got to tell you that the JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas. Check out Red Tail at Resorts World, the social interactive gaming lounge with sports betting on site, live entertainment and dueling pianos, three private karaoke rooms and expensive TVs to watch the big game and every major UFC card. Visit Resorts World on the Las Vegas Strip today. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Well, I mean, I grew up in segregation. So uh, during, during the 60s and stuff like that, uh, the predominant black schools like the Grammars and the Southerns and then the Prayer Views and, you know, the Texas Southerns and, and uh, the Alcorn States and Jackson State, they were recruiting the black athletes. The Southwest Conference... You know, the Texas, the Texas A&M, the Rice, the, the Baylors, the TCUs, you know, Texas Red Raiders, a Baylor Bat. In the Southwest Conference, they wasn't recruiting black athletes. So during that era, the, the SWAC, as we would call it, and it's still called a SWAC today, Texas Southern, a Gramlin, Southern, Prairie View, were recruiting the black athletes. There he is, Cliff Branch. Officially will become a Pro Football Hall of Famer Saturday. By the way, the induction ceremonies in the morning, Vegas time, 9 a.m. I had a couple of friends out there at Raiders practice, including Mike Taylor, who I'll send a shout out to him. He thought it was in the afternoon. So it was like, good thing. I got him a heads up. It's at 9 a.m. It's early. Check it out, Raider Nation. You don't want to miss it. And you don't want to miss tomorrow's preseason game that will kick off at 5 o'clock in Canton, Ohio, 5 p.m. Pacific time. It'll be aired on News 3 Las Vegas, the NBC affiliate, where you can catch Jesse Merrick, who I have on the line right now. You watch him there on the cha on Channel 3 on TV, but also online on Raiders.com, doing a lot of great content with Eddie Pascal. Jesse, great to have you on the show again. How are you today? Hey, Harry, I'm doing well, my man, as always. I appreciate you hopping on with you, man. Of course, and thank you so much for coming on today on the show. What are you expecting about tomorrow's game? Because it is a preseason game, but at the same time, you're going against one of your regular season opponents. 
Yeah, you know, and we got the same deal as well for the Raiders with the Patriots as well, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, so I, I'm curious to see how they approach it. But at the end of the day, too, the coaches and the players always do note that, like, in the preseason, you're not necessarily going to show a lot, you know, regardless because everybody else is watching that tape, too. Uh, you know, so I think it's going to be a real, for the most part, vanilla game plan, like working on the fundamentals and the basic stuff that they've been going over, you know, for the last month and a half. And I think what Josh is really going to be looking at is like, one, is is it clean? You know, are guys not committing penalties? You know, the quote that everybody's been running with is uh, you got to learn how not to lose before you can learn how to win, you know. And I think that's kind of the approach that he's going to have in this one is making sure, you know, everything done is correct is done correctly. And I know that sounds kind of boring and cliche in a sense, but you know, with a new coach, a new team, you know, that's had some struggles with that in the past, that's all you can kind of hope for in that. And then just from the evaluation standpoint, it's massive for this coaching staff because they get a chance to look at these guys in live fire with their own eyes for the first time, you know. And so I think we're going to get a lot of good information on what they perceive uh, out of a lot of the guys on this team with where they line up, what situations they're in, who's the number they call at key kind of crunch time throughout the game. So I'm excited for that just because, you know, you can only gather so much in practice, but in the game, you know, the true colors of these players really show out. Yeah, fundamentally sound, no penalties. That's something that you're almost like targeting the offensive line because you look at some of the fellas on that unit last year and they had a lot of penalties and moved back the line of scrimmage for the Raiders and put them in first and long or second and long situations early and having to flip the game plan a little bit. And the offensive line, what have you seen from that competition that attracts you the most? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, look, the, the whole talk of camp has been Lester Cotton, right? I don't think anybody prior to OTAs would have even thought that he would have had a shot to be where he is right now, listed as a starter on the initial depth chart. you got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, but having said that, you know, he's been the talk of the town from the coaches, from his teammates. You've seen him do it out on the field and practice. You and I have watched it with our own eyes. You know, I still want to see, you know, how it goes about a week or two from now, you know, if he's able to do that. But it sounds like this guy has put in the work. Uh, and really made it happen, man. So good on him for getting to this point and getting the opportunity, you know, uh, to have as good a job, a good a opportunity at starting as anybody else. But the the big one to watch is going to be at right tackle there. You know, Brandon Parker throughout practice has looked like he's going to be that guy that he's in the driver's seat. Well, on the initial depth chart again, Alex Leatherwood listed as the starter at right tackle. Alex at times hasn't looked great, kind of jumped up and down in the uh, the rotation there. You know, so I'm curious to see what kind of snap counts look like for him for Parker, really everybody along that offensive line, and also, too, like, if they play the entire offensive line. Because, yes, we know Colton, we know what they've got in him, but the rest, you know, they're all relatively new starters. So how much does Josh and the staff look to get them all working together as a unit to kind of build that cohesiveness and build off of what they said they started to kind of get towards the end of last year? Yeah, and I'm loving that they're going to get an opportunity. They're going to get this opportunity starting tomorrow with preseason games. The Raiders, it doesn't seem like they're going to bring reinforcements right now via free agency or trades. It remains an open possibility, but I like it that they want to give their guys a chance right now and a shot. And that's what the preseason's all about. And, fellas, which ones do you think can earn a shot both on the offensive line and the rest of the units that have impressed you so far in training camp? Uh, in terms of which guys that I think are going to get a shot to start, or yeah, 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 that you think they can. Nate Hobbs last year, you remember it was just a fifth oh, round yeah, draft yeah, pick, yeah. and then in the preseason he balled and earned his spot in the fifty three. Has there been anybody so far in training camp that has opened your eyes? Yeah, I mean, one guy in particular that we keep seeing, and not that he's necessarily going to start, um, but you know, just overall team wise, uh, Tyron John Tyron Johnson. You know, he's the guy that's been making plays, and I think he could be in the mix. 
in that third wide receiver spot, which I think is honestly going to be by committee. Because, like, look, let, let's be honest. Like, Renfro and Devontae have those locked down, obviously. So, really, like, the, the starting spot in the receiving core of something like that could be that third receiver. And I think Tyron Johnson could play himself into something there. Uh, another guy who's flashed at times, Darian Butler, you know, the linebacker. He, he's an interesting one to watch, the undrafted kid there. Uh, he has made a lot of plays throughout camp. First day of pads, delivered the biggest hit of the day. I've been really impressed with him. Um, you know, uh, Chris Jones at times has, has popped here and there. Uh, let me see. In the secondary, honestly, not super surprising names, but I've been really high on what I've seen out of Anthony Averett and uh, also um, uh, with Rocky Zine, you know, what he's put on tape as well. So just the battle between those guys. When Trayvon Mullen comes back into the fold, what does that competition look like? But uh, like I said, Tyron Johnson, Darian Butler, Sean Chris Jones maybe to come in and, and make a little noise here in the preseason. But uh, in terms of guys that just could be surprise starters, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell just because there, there seems like there's guys kind of established. We can kind of slot people in already in those spots. So I don't know how many massive surprises we're going to get, but it seems like there's always one every year. So I'm curious to see who that person is going to be as well. We're talking with Jesse Merrick, sports anchor for News 3 Las Vegas, NBC Las Vegas, where you will be able to catch the game tomorrow here locally in Las Vegas. And, of course, nationwide, they'll also have the coverage on your NBC affiliate. Something that you said, Jesse, that I loved is a lot of names of some of the cornerbacks that the Raiders brought in that a lot of people were saying, who's that guy? And why it's like not a huge name. Like last year, Casey Hayward Jr., he he had a name. He had a pedigree in this league. Then you talk about guys like an Anthony Abritt, like a Rock Yassine, a Craven LeBlanc. They're not huge names, but you've seen them on the field and they're doing good things. And look, there's media guidelines that we gotta go through with the Raiders that we can't talk about formations and all that. But we can say yeah. the defensive backs, they've been balling. They've been doing a good job yeah. in training camp. They definitely have, man. I mean, look, and when you take into account the fact that the receiving core that they're going against, it's been a back and forth, which has, I think, been great. You know, to be able to say that you're doing that against the talented uh, receiving core that this Raiders team has is massive. Rocky Seen, you know, I've been really impressed with him, just his physicality in man coverage. You know, he's the guy that obviously is going to be doing a whole lot of that. Um, you know, it, it, look, you just look at the guy. He is rocked up. Like, <laughs> it's no surprise the kid goes by rock. Uh, you know, so he's out there, you know, been tearing it up. He's had some nice pass breakups. Over the time, a handful of interceptions here and there. Guys getting their hands in there for PBUs overall have been really impressed with that. But, again, Anthony Averett, a guy that got his first opportunity to start last year after a bunch of injuries with the Ravens, and he stepped right in and looked like another guy that if he doesn't lock down a starting spot, you know, could be real interesting, you know, with what he's able to put on tape. You know, and, again, we talk about Nate Hobbs just continuing to do what he does. He's a guy that has worked outside in his uh, career in college, and he has gotten some reps at outside corner as well. So I'm curious to see, you know, how that kind of translates onto the field, if we maybe see him there in the preseason, you know, playing inside, outside with this coaching staff. You know, they've talked about versatility being key, and that's something I think that's going to pop up with a guy like Nate Hobbs and honestly all these guys, but specifically Nate, a guy who can do multiple things for them. And also I've talked about it so many times with his game uh, – I can't wait to see how they use him as a blitzer. We saw it last year in the preseason against the Rams, you know, multiple times throughout the year. He's a really effective blitzer coming from the slot. So I'll be curious to see what Patrick Graham draws up for him at different points, you know, throughout the year, uh, maybe how they can mix things up with him in the in the rush game. Something we heard a lot last year with Gus Bradley's defense is a, it was a bend, don't break defense. This year, I have a feeling there's a very high ceiling with what Patrick Graham can install and hopefully we can start seeing that in 
preseason games as well. And with the guys trying to earn a spot, I'm liking our, the chances for the Raider Nation. Uh, Jesse, specialists, are you sh- – I mean, I'm not shocked that there's no backups, but would you like A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson to be there on the field every single every single preseason snap? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of had that thought last week, too. I was like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't bring any, like, camp legs in or anything just to kind of, you know, rest them a bit. We've seen many teams do that at times. Um, but also, too, at the end of the day, those guys, you know, I think they're, they've been in the league for a while. They know how to take care of their bodies and everything, which I know sounds funny to talk about in the sense with a specialist because it's like you got one job, all you got to do is kick. But these guys, you know, the work that they put in, you know, to make sure that their legs are in proper shape, that they don't get tired, you know, things like that. Like, they're doing it off to the side. You know, they're obviously doing it in the weight room as well and their flexibility training and everything like that. You know, I've heard the legend about A.J. Cole's flexibility training that most mortals like us could only do his warm-up, let alone the actual hip mobility workout that he does. So these guys, you know, just as much as any other player on this team is dialed in with their strength and conditioning, these guys are in their specialist area as well and, you know, really diving into the details on what they need to do to be ready for the year. So I'm not completely shocked that there's no camp legs in there. Um, you know, just simply for the fact of, like, this team, this coaching staff wants to be able to maximize the evaluation process with all the other guys at the other positions, I think. Uh, you know, so I, I'm not shocked by it, but it definitely did cross my mind. Uh, and, again, having said that, these guys are pros. They're not they're not too uh, too long in the tooth either, so it's not like they're tired. I think they can do it. I'm just like, hey, special teams, that line, you better not allow anybody get close to the kickers because then we would have a serious, <laughs> serious issue. Jesse, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, at Jesse News 3 LV, obviously on there more than uh, anything else. I spent a whole lot of time on Twitter, so I'll be tweeting up a storm uh, during that game for sure. Absolutely, and of course, check out the newscast, News 3 Las Vegas, pretty much all day, every day, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Jesse Merrick, thank you so much. Catch him on TV, follow him on social media, and Raiders.com. Congratulations on all the great content you're putting out there with Eddie Pascal. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. I mean, uh, Eddie and Harry. <laughs> it's all good. Harry, Eddie, Harry, it ends in a, in why I, I get it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesse. <laughs> there he goes, Jesse Merrick. He's guest number one on today's show. And we're going to have another guest coming on after the commercial break. Vinny Von Senor. He, we're going to go inside the huddle with Vinny. We're going to go all the way to Canton, Ohio. He's out there repping Raider Nation Radio 920 and also the Review Journal. So don't miss that interview. So let's go to a break, Raider Nation, and we're going to come right back with more here on the JT The Brick Show on this Wednesday afternoon. 